Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah. We bless you tonight, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a real simple. It says, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm I'm Abraham's seed. I am an heir with Christ. God's favor is on me. I am no longer cursed. I've been redeemed. And I'm blessed to be a blessing. God's favor is on me. Second verse says, I am an overcomer. I'm the head and not the tail. Say it and believe it. Above and not beneath. No weapon form can prevail. And every Good Tuesday evening to you and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Thank you for joining us this evening. We just opened the show to the tunes of the very talented gospel vocalist, musician, Daniel Smart. Daniel Smart out of Atlanta, Georgia, Mighty Favor, is a title of the beautiful and soulful song, Awesome and Gifted Voice. You know, this National Family Radio Talk Show caters to everyone. We exclude no one. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton brings an array of topics and exclusive guests to the forefront. We do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and influence lives in a game-changing and meaningful manner. We want to be relevant to you. Please stay connected to our show every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please share us with everyone you happen to know. I do value your commitment to staying connected weekly. I love it. And I also love hearing from our loyal listeners. Listen in right now to hear from a few of our dynamic listeners. Hi there, everyone. It's Shana Thornton, host of your show, Let's Talk America, featured right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. You know, we really love our loyal listeners. Listen in right now as we have a few that wanted to provide some great feedback on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you tune into the next show of Let's Talk America, diverse show where you hear all types of information that you can learn from different guests. An excellent show. Please tune in. Hi, I listen to the show every Tuesday and I love the show. Great host, wonderful material. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m., there's no other place to be but Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Boy, I always learn something new from listening to that show. Great topics, great speakers, Great show. Yeah, so now Let's Talk America is an excellent show, and I hope that you keep up the good work. 
and give the, the show gives hope for every generation. Please keep up the good work. Thank you. Hello, my name is Cheryl Boyd, and I've been recently listening to Let's Talk America, which hosts Shayna Thornton for the past few weeks, and I thoroughly enjoy the guest. Um, she has some very thought-provoking guest questions, and and it's been been really interesting and good. And I hope you continue to listen to her show throughout the rest of the year. Tune in with us every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Stay connected. Simply stay empowered. I am truly thankful for our loyal listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you want to get on the air to share your thoughts about the show? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? It's easy, simple, and free. Simply email the radio show at Let's Talk. Shana at gmail.com. One email takes care of everything. We keep it basic and simple here. Remember also to connect with us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, and you will certainly find us. We are busy on social media because we know you are All right, let's move forward. We only have 30 minutes, and I am so excited about this show. Tonight, we are putting the spotlight on hope. Hope. Yes, the H word, everyone. Hope. Many people throw the term around loosely, but holding on to hope is not always so simple or easy when life presents its challenges. We will talk about it tonight. It's all going down. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton will have a very special exclusive guest with us tonight. Dr. Carolyn Newman will join us. She's a best-selling author, social worker, and minister who will discuss her own personal journey with hope and courage. You have to stay with this show. Dr. Newman will offer sound advice that should benefit us all. This interview is guaranteed to appeal to both men, women, and children. Let's talk about hope, listeners. No one should miss this show. Connect with all of your family and friends right now and tell them that we have great dynamic music as usual and a groundbreaking conversation that should be a game changer. As you know, the show is just 30 minutes long, so we have to keep pushing ahead. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for tonight's show. Today, we have the famous civil rights leader and Nobel Peace Prize winner, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who once said, only in the darkness can you see the stars. Only in the darkness can you see the stars. Wow. Sometimes the low points or challenges of life truly can reveal our strength. Keep pushing ahead. Powerful, powerful words. Let's bring in our exclusive guest this evening who will talk about hope and courage. Dr. Carolyn Newman is the author of the popular and best-selling book titled Going Through the Fire But Expecting Victory. This story is one of a woman's unprecedented journey through life. Raised in Philadelphia, Arthur Carolyn Newman found herself traveling and moving from one city to the next in a real quest for happiness and stability. She eventually settled in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband and daughters. Along the way, she does encounter love, loss, tragedy, and triumph. Carolyn's story is one of passion and hope and divine growth. At a time in her life when she is feeling the path, Before her becoming more and more rocky, she is able to embrace her spirituality in a way that will affect her life forever. 
Although Carolyn is no stranger to loss, losing her father and both husbands at early ages, she is able to walk through life with optimism, hope, and courage. Against seemingly impossible odds and situations, Carolyn Newman is able to go through the fire and still expect victory. Go through the fire and still expect victory. I've learned that life lessons are what prepare you for your future. Each season of my life brought different challenges. Each experience and season has made me the woman I am today. That's a quote from Dr. Carolyn Newman directly. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, please help me welcome the one and only, the very popular, best-selling author, Dr. Carolyn Newman. How are you this evening, Dr. Newman? I am wonderful and so blessed to be on your program tonight. Oh, thank you. I am so excited because we are going to talk about hope, the H word, and it's a huge uh, word. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, Um, but I want to bring it to the forefront because often it can be the white elephant in the room that everyone assumes, everyone knows about, they get it, they're holding on to it, but often we know hope can be a a tricky uh, component, if you will, when life presents its challenges, and that's why I love having you on tonight, and your book is so powerful, Going Through the Fire, Expecting Victory. Uh, the book is it's popular, it's, it's moving in so many ways, and the book really is about hope, courage, and optimism, Dr. Newman. Let's talk right now about hope, okay? It can often seem vague or altogether absent for a lot of people when they're going through the midst of emotional storms, whatever that may be, relationships, separation, uh, troubles with their children, uh, life just throwing curveballs with health or financial situations. How can one build on hope through life's struggles? Well, you know, I, I learned at a very young age that hope uh, brings success. And no matter what you're going through, I've learned to believe that faith in God, which is hope, yes. could be through any situation in life. Mm. And, you know, my teachers, I always call them my teachers, my grandparents and my parents, they believe in God and the power of his might. Yes. And so I believe that hope gives you the strength to face any situation. Okay. And also hope enables you to keep trying even when you fail, I think. Yes. Hmm. Well, you know, and and everything you said is so on it. It's so relevant and it's already, you know, registering with me. Let's elaborate a little more. Because, you know, people are like, well, I want to hold on to hope. I want to have faith. I I know God exists. I know, you know, I've got to keep pushing. But when they're going through the situation, Dr. Newman, often, and you obviously may speak from personal experience because your book is a wonderful memoir of your own life that's had its challenges, that it seems like for a lot of people, though, the attitude of holding on to hope is not always that easy because they're saying, well, I'm doing everything right. I'm, I'm really trying, but things keep going wrong. And then, of course, naturally, a lot of human beings say, you know what, there's no need to be positive. There's no need to hope because when I've tried to hope, when I've tried to do everything right, things still have gone the other way. So I'm going to be pessimistic. I'm going to be negative because this is what I'm expected to do and all the bad things will continue to happen. Speak to us right now from your professional and your personal experience about why so many individuals struggle to keep hope alive, if you will. 
Well, you know, people have to realize that struggle is a part of life. Okay. You're not going to get through this life without some type of struggle. Okay. Life lessons have taught me no pain, no gain. Okay. And and so you have to keep pushing. And that's where that, that hope, and, and the hope that you have is not just in yourself. You have to have God in your life. Mm. And your hope should be in Him because okay. He's able to do and do anything above and you know, anything that you can even expect him to do, he can do above that. Yes. And if you have your belief in him and not just in things and other people, he will see you through. Mm. And your advice right now to listeners that may be out of Texas, they could be in New York, we have listeners all over who may be saying to themselves right now, I hear you, Dr. Newman, but I'm bitter. I'm mad that she left, that she touched the children. I'm angry at her, and I want to have hope, but this situation right now has me perhaps away from my children, and I'm bitter. Should, should they be apologetic for that? Should they, should they blame themselves for being bitter? How would you say coping with the bitterness of situations? Well, you know, I really think that, you know, realistically, you get angry with yourself and with the struggles in okay. your life, but you, you, can't really, you can't give up. Yes. You know, prayer, um, and for me, when when I was really struggling and hurting in life, I had to turn to God and be able to pray. When your prayer life increases, you can expect more okay. of yourself and of your situation. Um, you know, it's it's bitter people are not, you know, and their life is not a pretty picture to look at. People yes. struggle with negative thoughts and bad attitudes. Yes. Need someone to just be open enough to share with. You yeah. know, and you have to trust enough to uh, become vulnerable. Okay. And, you know, with someone who you trust to share your feelings so that you won't continue with this bitterness because bitterness begins to just eat at you. Yeah. It's like it's negative energy just grinding away inside of you, destroying you. Yes, yes. In your life. So you have to make a conscious decision that you don't want this. It hurts too bad to have this bitterness. Yes. And then bitterness, you begin to lash at other people, and sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing that. Mm, Powerful. You have to really check yourself. Yes. And see, you know, what it is that you can change. And, you know, for me, therapy is not the worst thing in the world. I I went through therapy. Okay. To deal with a lot of the hurt and pain so that I wouldn't get to... That, that point of despair and, and bitterness. Yeah. Because I had a family to raise. I had children to raise. Yes. I didn't want yes. them to see me as this bitter old woman who has nothing good to say about anything or anybody. So mm. I, you have to get some kind of help outside you, of yourself. You do. A very, very intriguing and moving information that you're sharing with us. I want to piggyback on something you brought up when you said you have to come to a point where you can trust someone to share and vent. And I think that's so relevant to so many people because when people get hurt, and maybe it's in a relationship, a romantic relationship, a marriage of some sorts, or maybe it's a relationship with a very good friend or a broken relationship between children of siblings or parents and children, that people often withdraw. They become recluse, and I can't trust anyone. And you're saying you have to find a point where you can rekindle trust again in human beings so you can have meaningful relationships and share information, even if it's sharing the hurt that we've experienced, correct? Correct. 
Mm. That's correct. Mm. Yeah, that is so true because you can't do it all yourself. Yes, yes. And sometimes you, you get so angry that you're blind to the reality of what's going on in your life mm. and that you don't see yourself as this negative, um, you know, this bitter person. You don't see yourself as that. But people begin to withdraw from you. Yes, that can happen. And you have to open your eyes yes. and, and see that, you know, everybody's alienating me. Mm. And you have to find someone. There's always someone who you can say, you know, I really need to talk, girl, or, you know, yes. help me with this. Be able to open up. Open up. You, it's, it's, it's a risk. Yes. Like without risk, you're, never, you're not going to go very far. You have to take some risk. You do. And, yes, you can't trust everybody, but you can find someone in your life. It doesn't have to be a relative. It could be your pastor. It could be a minister in the church. It could be a friend. It could be anyone. Yes. That you feel like, you know, I have got to take this risk and open up so that I can release myself of mm. pain and hurt. Release myself. You know, you just spoke about how therapy is not always a bad thing. Sometimes individuals may need it. They have to recognize when they do, especially for themselves and for their families and their friends. Coping through life struggles can be quite emotional and erratic for many people. Now, from your own personal experience that you just briefly spoke about and professional experience as a minister and also as a social worker, how can a guardian and parents remain stable to enable a healthy environment for their children, Dr. Newman, because that's the tricky part of life. They're coping with their own struggles, okay, but then yet they have children that are depending on them. And we all know challenges can allow individuals to be erratic. How do they hold on to being stable for the children to still say, that's mom or dad, and they may be going through something, but they still love us. They haven't withdrawn. How does that work? Well, you know, parents, be it whether they're single parents or a two-parent home, uh, they're the ones who set the standard for their home. Okay. They should always uh, make it a priority to create a healthy environment um, by taking care of themselves first. You have got to have a healthy mind first before you can go try to take care of someone else. Yes. And um, if you're if you're happy, your child is going to be happy. Okay. And if Having problems, you have to find ways to get those problems taken care of, so that your children won't suffer. Because they're you know, they're they're watching you. Yes. They're observing your every move, whether you know it or not. And if you become a warrior and you're crying about everything, then your children learn mm. that I need to just worry about this, mm. and I'm going to cry. You know, I'm crying about this because this is this feels right. To yes. Me. Yes. They, they watch us as parents. And they learn from us the things to do in, in every situation. Mm. So adults need to take um, an inventory peri- periodically just to ascertain, um, you know, what's going on in my personal life that might affect my children in a negative way. Yeah. And that may not seem natural to do, but you have to, it's, it's just basically thinking about, you know, am I upsetting my children? Am I causing them to act out in school? Because... A lot of times when children act out in school, it's because of what's going on at home. Yes, yes. And we have to uh, realize that there are things that you can change and mm. work on. Mm. And, um, and then there are other things that you just have to seek help from other places. Mm. And, and always constantly stay in prayer. I mean, we as Christians, you know, we learn that men ought to always pray. And that's just not something that, you know, you just say just to say it. Yes. We have to pray. 
we have to pray for ourselves. We have to pray for our children. We have to pray, you know, that we will have healthy lives. Mm. Because so many people are suffering. Um, but it's because of some kind of internal um, turmoil that's going on, and they're not getting it fixed. Powerful. And you really have to release some of that stuff that's going on inside of you in order to be healthy and, and in order to have yes. an expect healthy children. Very true. Dr. Newman, I love what you just said. From time to time, as guardians or parents, we need to do an inventory check. And like you said, even if it's not a natural process or action to do, to say, am I being the best I can be for my child? Is my child picking up negative or bad habits that I possess? You're right. As parents or guardians, we really need to do that from time to time. And it doesn't make us bad people if we have these negative habits, but it makes us wise and logical to do that check-in from time to time to really improve ourselves. Would you agree? I agree totally because, mm. you know, I mean, you know, we always say when we have children, when nobody wrote a book on how to raise these yes. kids, well, you have life experiences. That's right. That's <laughs> all right. the time. So you have to learn from that. You have to learn from how you were raised yes. and the things that happened and how that was handled. And if it was good, then you take it on into your, right. you know, your parenting with your children and, and do the same thing. Mm. You, 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 I gave us children, um, and we're responsible for them. Very true. And you touch on a subject that uh, is very near and dear to my heart because I think you're right that we have to take the role of parenting or guardians very serious. We do. And I think a lot of times in our communities, I think what ends up happening is everyone will say, well, my mom did it this way. My grandmother did it this way. My dad did it this way. So it had to be right. But I think what you just touched on is so true that, you know, we take the good from our own backgrounds and we uh, continue that legacy. And things that were not so ideal, you have to learn from it and tweak it. You cannot say, well, mama did it, and if mother did it, then, then it must be right. Right? Would you agree that sometimes we've got to say just because mama or grandmother did it doesn't always make it factual or true or even right or virtuous, correct? That, that is so true because, you know, some things that mama did and grandmama did way back when, you go to jail for today. <laughs> That's the reality of This it. is true. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have to take the good, you know, and, and just kind of weed out the bad stuff that is not working and it's not going to work. Yes. Because Society and our children are being raised in this society. It's it's so different than it was mm. when we were growing yes, up. Yes, it is. Yes. And, you know, I have a, a good friend and mentor that always says, when you know better, you do better. And I, and, th- and that's so realistic. It's so it's such a practical advice for anyone. When you know better, you do better. That's right. That is so true. And that's why you have to learn. You have to pay attention to your children and, and know their needs. And just and don't compare one child with the other because yes. all children are just like anybody else. That's we right. are all individuals. We have individual um, character and and thought processes and every you know we just think differently. And children are not going to be born to you, and everybody's going to be the same. Yes. So you have to pay attention to your child and and just learn what they need and um, what they can handle and go with that. We're all different. Dr. Newman, I recently read a chapter in your book, which I love again, Going Through the Fire, Expecting Victory. In the book, uh, in one particular chapter, you exposed that an in-law very much resented you. She disliked you. 
Um, you know, this is an all-too-real situation for a lot of people, and it's one they don't like to talk about, but it happens a lot with the in-law, and in this case, it was your husband's aunt, I believe, that just really resented you. What's the ideal and logical way to deal with this situation? Help our listeners out right now, because they may be like, I'm doing everything I can. My father-in-law or sister-in-law just does not like me. What do I do? You know, I learned when I was in undergraduate school at Temple University, one of my uh, psychology professors had told us that you cannot be responsible for how people react to you. Yes. You can only be responsible for your own actions. So if you have, like I had this, uh, my, my husband's aunt did not like me, and she explained one reason why she didn't like me, and, but there, I, I knew that there were other reasons why she didn't like me. Okay. It had to have been something because I never said anything. I wasn't disrespectful to her, but she yeah. just did not like me. And so what I had to do is just kind of keep my distance from her. Okay. She was much older than me, and I was always taught to respect your elder. So I never said anything. I never got into an argument with her. never said anything out of the way with her. Okay. She took out when she would say, you know, something negative about me or towards me or in my face. I would just have to to just receive that and 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 just not say anything about it. But I had to realize in myself that I haven't done anything to her. Yes. I haven't said anything negatively to her to hurt her or anything. So it wasn't my problem. I had to live with it, but it was not my problem. Mm. And I, I had to go through life, you know, like that. That you know what? She's who she is. She can say what she wants to say, yes. but she's, her words will not make me into what she's trying to call me. Mm. I know who I am. Powerful. And you have to know yourself and, 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 you know, just hope that they will just see you for who you really are one day, which that didn't, did not happen. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> I just had to, you know, keep my distance in some ways from her. And, and to your point, try not to get caught up in the the drama of it. You're like you're saying, just keep your distance if you can. Don't make it a one on one me against him, me against her. Because you know, nine out of ten, that's not going to end ideal for anyone. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah, so try to be wise. Like you're saying, you, like your professor said at Temple University, you know, you cannot be responsible for how other people react to you. You can't. Because often that may be their own insecurity or their own personal issues anyway, Dr. Newman, right? That's right. That is so true. It, you know, and, and you can't be responsible for them. And you can't uh, begin to look at yourself as who they are trying to make you to be. You have to find out for yourself who you really are. Yes. And don't let people label you into something that you're not. Mm, mm. Words to live by. Going through the fire, expecting victory. Dr. Carolyn Newman is with us. She's a popular author. We've only got a few more minutes. But, Dr. Newman, this book, I love it. Many people love it. I know this book is very popular. All individuals have to do is go online and put it in the search engine, and lots of different great reviews will come up about it. How has this book changed your life? I love asking authors this because, of course, the book changes the lives of the readers, but has this book changed your life any? It really has changed my life. Writing this book was, was the best therapy I could have ever had. Mm, yeah. I released all my stuff. Yes. And I am not apologizing for any of it. Okay. And I feel like I am really free of it. And mm. I had peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. And 
without writing that book, I wouldn't have come to this point in my life. So I, I am so thankful that I wrote the book and released all that. I have my I'm piece. Just, <laughs> I love it. I have my piece, Dr. Newman. Any other books in the works? Well, I, I, I have been asked that question many times. Or as You know, right now I can say I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking about blogging, but I just um, have to find the time to do that. haven't really found the time to do that yet, but um, a book, I don't know. All right. Well, let, join, join the blogging team. You know I blog also. I'd love to have you on board. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, before we and get out, I'm, I'm just um, going around um, different churches. I have been invited to different women's groups to talk about, you know, the things that happen in the book and yes. in my life. And um, uh, hopefully, it's been helping a lot of women. It, oh, and men, and men, because yes, it's really men. a yeah, it's really a story of hope and courage and optimism, which you know often can apply to everyone. That's true. That Definitely. Is so true. I am so optimistic about life right now. Oh, I love it, Dr. Newman. We love you here at Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Very quickly, a few more seconds, how can our national listeners connect with you? Well, I am um, on Amazon. The book is on Amazon.com. And you can um, email me at Carolyn, all uh, lowercase letters, Carolyn.Newman, the number seven, at Yahoo.com. Mm, Carolyn.Newman7 at Yahoo.com. Yes. Connect with her. The book is on Amazon. The book, again, Going Through the Fire, Expecting Victory, powerful book, a powerful book of memoirs of Dr. Carolyn Newman. We love you here at Let's Talk America. Keep pushing, and congratulations on the book. Thank you so much, Shana. Groundbreaking conversation with the one and only Dr. Carolyn Newman. Everyone, I will see you next week, next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay connected with the National Family Talk Show. All content original, copyright 2014 by Shana Thornton. See you next week. I am an heir with Christ. I am an heir with Christ. God's favors on me.